Hello, and welcome to the Words and Pictures podcast. My name is DJ Bowman Smith, and this is Words and Pictures podcast number 17. My guest this week is fellow fantasy writer Karen Lickboo. We'll be talking all about how she looks after herself in her writing career. So stick around for the interview. First, then, at my desk this week. At my desk this week, well, I've been having a little think about my general working space and kind of what I need. I was very lucky at the beginning of the year, I came into a little bit of money and I decided that I didn't really want anything. Well, that was the first thought. But as the years rolled on, I've decided that actually I do want something. I want something very badly. And do you know what? I actually went out and bought it. And what was this amazing thing? Well, I've bought myself, I've bought myself a fancy graphics tablet. I'm not going to uh, expand on the make of it, but anyway, it's quite expensive and something I've always seen other artists use, you know, online and on television shows and things and thought, oh, I really would like one of those. Uh, It integrates completely with um, Photoshop, which is what I generally use if I'm making art book covers and that kind of thing. And so anyway, the thing arrived quicker than I thought. And it sat there in my office, still in its box. And it's been in the box for weeks and I still haven't opened it. And the reason I haven't opened it is because I know I really don't have time right now to, you know, get it get it set up and work out exactly how to use it and integrate it with Photoshop and link it into my existing computer and all that kind of thing. And I haven't also got time to rearrange my workspace, my little office downstairs, in order to get it, you know, in a good place where I can use it whenever I want. So I've kind of left it there and it's kind of right in the middle of the room. And it's almost becoming a piece of furniture itself, this box. Anyway, I'm really looking forward to having a go with it, but I know that when I do open it and get it going, I really would like to have a couple of days where I can just play with it and do some drawing, do some artwork, maybe start to make the book covers for the thing that I'm working on at the moment. So there it is. It sits there waiting, waiting to be opened, and I'll let you know when I get around to it, which might be for a few more weeks yet. I kind of feel that I don't know. I don't want to start something else because I'm a bit of a mm, lots of things on the go at the same time kind of person. Really haven't got time to be doing this podcast, to be honest. <laughs> That's all I mean, like, the big thing this year. But um, I don't really want to start another thing and then think, oh, gosh, now I've got that artwork on the go and I haven't really got time to do that. And I really need to finish my writing and get it to the editor and all that kind of thing. So anyway, I bought it because I wanted it on last year's books the accounts, if you see what I mean. And it's sat there in the box, which is crazy. Something that I've longed for for so long sits there unopened. Still, it is, you know, a pleasure to come. And that's how I'm looking at it. And try not to think about the problems of time and all that kind of thing. And I just keep thinking, you know, very soon, in a few weeks, I will, you know, get the backlog of jobs done and then I can open it up and really enjoy the moment. And I think that's also part of it. I want to enjoy this moment. I want to have a a day or a couple of days free where I can, you know, enjoy opening that box and thinking, woohoo, this is it. I finally bought the big graphics tablet that I've always wanted. Anyway, enough about me. Come and meet fellow fantasy writer Karen Lickboo. She's a lovely lady. Okay, well, it's my pleasure to uh, welcome Karen Lickboo who is from Denmark and grew up near one of my favourite cities, Copenhagen. 
She writes fantasy, a bit like me, and is an author of four books. She's written the Palace of Winds trilogy and a standalone, Heir to the Sun. Welcome to the podcast, Karen. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's, it's, lovely to, it's lovely to talk to you. I'm, I'm glad you're here because we both write fantasy. And um, hmm, uh, do, do you think you will always write fantasy or do you think you might write other genres later on? Probably always fantasy. Yeah. Um, I dabble a bit in horror, but mostly for short stories. They seem have a little bit of a kink for me for, for getting something shorter yeah. down. Um, but otherwise, I am fantasy through and through. Um, yeah, I sometimes I start off and I think, now I'm just going to write a little romance story. And then there's always a dragon in the cupboard or something. I can't help myself. <laughs> yeah, I get bored and then, you know, things start happening. Yeah, or and talk, talking furniture or something that... That, yeah. Yes, exactly. And why not? Yes, exactly. Yeah, so it's it's pretty good. So you've just brought out you, your last book in your trilogy. Is it staying a trilogy? Is that is that one done? The yes, um, or it's it's the second book of the trilogy. Um, actually, oh okay, so one left. Um, one left I'm... to do. One left to do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 So so is yeah. that what you're working on now? Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm trying to in between <laughs> studying and stuff, but um, yeah, yeah. Because I was reading in your in your thing that you you were training as a scientist and then you decided actually I really want to write and it's it's come to me now, you know. But but it looks like you're still studying. What 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 are you studying and yes, why did you so give up the science? I gave up uh, on on yeah the biology. I was doing a PhD in biology and and now I'm studying physical therapy instead um, because. Let's maybe face it, being a self-published author is hard and it's not something you make a living off right away, at least, um, at least not me. Um, so I need I need a job, obviously, and I need a job that I can face every day. Um, and then hopefully in time, that job becomes the side gig and the writing can, can become the main part of what I do. But currently, the writing is still the psychic and then working towards actually getting a job and being you know a responsible adult that can pay bills and stuff like that yeah well unfortunately this responsible adult doesn't ever have to go away unfortunately unless no. we had somebody to look after us but anyway yeah I think I think it is very tricky and I think writing is a very it's a very long game Karen you know I, I've been in this indie author space for a very long time and um you know, I, I, I'm happy to say that my writing, you know, and the money thing is kind of ticking along quite nicely now. But it's really, it's taken years to become established. And I, and it's going to take a few more years before it really gets going, you know. And I also write under another name. I write as a, as a children's author as well. And it is, it is a very long game. And I think you can't, I think there's a lot of myths out there where people think, oh, I'm going to write this book and then I'm going to be famous. And I'm going to make lots of money. And actually, even if you're traditionally published, that isn't... It's, that's not how it works. Yeah. It's not how it works so, on that, any level. That was what I was... Actually, what came to... Be nice. Of ...changing my career as well, because I would like a job where I can also write, where it's something that my mind has space for. And in the current career path I was at, that was not feasible for me um it simply took too much time and too much brain power for me to be in that career mm. that i could see myself writing on the side um so and that was actually so why true. I changed yeah. it, that i just i want a job that i can do and be good at and like and then 
have the time to actually write on the side, which is what I love to do and what I would, what I aim to be doing far out in the future. Yeah, um, no, I think that's a really good, I think that's a really good long-term plan. I was a teacher, I was many things, but I used to be a teacher. And I used to try and write a bit in the holidays, but teaching is just all-consuming and you're so tired. You work such long days and such a huge responsibility. I sort of worked in inner city schools and things. And it was hell. And I was. Uh, it was only when I thought, right, I really want to do the writing. I'm actually not happy because I'm not able to write. I don't have the headspace. I don't have the time. And then I went part time. And then I gave up the full time teaching altogether. And then did supply teaching. And then I was a. I was a supply teacher that wrote. And then I became a writer that did a supply teaching. Mm-hmm. And then I knocked the supply teaching off the end of the thing. And I don't. I don't do it anymore. Um, but that was quite a good way because it gave me three or four days in the week where I could just be me and get on with what I want to do. And I think that's really important. You've got to make some space for yourself in order to do it because creativity needs nurturing. And I think it's okay to do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So well done you. I think it's quite good because I think you've, you're you obviously a lot younger than me and you've come to this conclusion pretty early on. So you've got plenty of time well, to be super successful, Karen. Whereas, I hope so. I mean, in hindsight, I would have liked to come to this conclusion a little, little earlier in, in what I was doing, but um, better late earlier than I never can. So, yeah, um, well, I think it, I think that's the way it is. I mean, I've got two grown-up daughters, and uh, I know when they were went off to college, and they sort of said, "Oh, you know, what what shall I do? What shall I do?" I said, "I don't know, love. I'm not you, and only you can find this path. I have no advice." I said, "Just try and find something that you like, you know, and also don't be afraid to go. You know, I don't want to do that anymore yeah. because that's okay too." Yeah, yeah. I, think I think that's really important, actually. Yeah, for- and I think it's the same with writing as well. I think as you as you you know you you're dabbling with the horror. I think you you'll probably think, oh, actually, suddenly something will pop into your head, and you think, actually, perhaps I'm going to write some dark fantasy with those horror elements because I write the grim dark stuff, and I don't look like it. <laughs> I, I do dabble in in sort of. I have I have some drafts that are definitely more dark than what I currently have out. Um, yeah, would you say so that your books at the moment are sort of romantic fantasy? Yeah, Air to the Sun is like old young adults new adults a new little, adult yeah a little lighter um yeah in that sense but my the palace of wind series is definitely an adult fantasy yeah um, main focus is not romance it does play a big part um because i a little bit of a hopeless romantic myself <laughs> <laughs> um, but it does dwell in quite dark themes um a lot of mental health themes actually um so it's it's not necessarily light reading. No, well, that, that's okay. It's all it's all good. I think I think it's it's good to, you know, go where your imagination takes you. You know, I, I mean, there's an awful lot of talk about writing to market and blah blah blah. But I, sometimes I think some of those books feel a bit, I don't know, love lost or lacking in something. You know, I think I think if a writer writes something that really meant something to them when they did it, they really imagined it, they really felt it when they put their fingers on the keyboard I think that really comes across between the lines much more than something where you've plotted it out and set it in a formula and stuffed it in and I've done things short stories for magazines stuff like that and yes I've sold them but I haven't have I liked them or done anything else with them or no because they're just there aren't they? <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I it's actually part of also I really like on the self-publishing. Of course, you need to think about what you're writing and your story and how it, you know, evolves and how it reads. But it just it opens up a much bigger like creative freedom of yes what you yeah. write and what you add to your books and you know all the scenes that might have been cut out if it did go through a trad publishing. But I kind of like that it that it kind of yeah. It, you can almost have a bigger story, it seems, in some ways. Yes, oh. yeah. I think I think I think you could have a bigger personal story as well, because I think you can do, you know, because I write such wildly different things. I write for children, little children. You know, I'm just in the middle of illustrating a picture book, on the one hand, and then on the other hand, I write this very grim, dark fantasy. And if I was a traditional publisher, if I was traditionally published, they would not be having it. You know what I mean? They they would not let me have these two faces. And and I have a friend who's traditionally published, and they're very specific about what she's got to deliver and literally give her the title of the book last year. And I'm just like, oh, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm just too old and I'm just really not playing. <laughs> so that's probably my my problem more than the, the publishing world. But I think self-publishing has become much more mainstream now. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it's a, it's not an unusual thing to say, you're an independent no. author. I don't think it's a, a thing at all. No, absolutely. So, well, because this is the words and pictures, Karen, I have to ask you, who does your covers? Did you do your own covers or did you have a little so, dabble to get a mate to do it? Did you yeah, I, it's a mix, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to, like, cut down on all the money I put Yes, because it costs a lot of money to bring a book into the world. very expensive. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the Palace of Whims, I am using an artist of Fiverr. Uh, oh I yeah, yeah, they're good. Yeah, I've used them. Username right now, um, but she's fantastic. Um, she's not officially for book cover illustrations, so I have very like given her very specific details of of how I wanted the drawing in a whole to become, so it could work for a book cover. Um, and she has really delivered. And then I've added the text myself, um, or the fonts and and whatnot, the title. Um, have added that myself, paid for getting a proper font, um, so forth. And uh, Air to the Sun has been made from a, a graphic designer um, with the help from my editor and myself who were browsing ideas and pictures and stuff, and, and he put it together. Yeah, yeah I think I think it's very it's it's a very um, important thing. I think the old cover. I, th- I think um, it's important to have a, a sort of an idea in your head of what you want it to look like. I, I usually start off. I'm because I'm in the middle of writing something at the moment and I'm already kind of thinking that I must think about getting the cover out before I, you know, so that I can show it on social media and stuff like that. I'm sort of a bit more savvy about that kind of thing. So I've already sort of began to build a a portfolio or a packet in my computer to just anything that I like. I just save stuff. Sometimes I'm looking at other people's book covers or a piece of art that might come across. And it's interesting to just have a look at all that stuff and think, you know, I understand the sort of feel of what it is. You want the colours, I think, are very important, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I think that's, I think it's very important to, you know, it's, it's got to be something you love because it's expensive to get it done, really, even if you're it just is. doing fiber, you know, just getting a freelancer to just do a few yeah. bits. Yeah. yeah. yeah like even, is. yeah, mine is, is not even, like, you can go way, way more expensive even on the freelance artist than, than what I've managed to do. Um, but it's, um, it's worth it as well, I think, to to go in and 
and yeah. also pay. So do you yeah. do you just do ebooks or do you do the the print? As I well? do paperback as well. Yeah, yeah. Because right. I like them. I have them myself. Yes, I do. <laughs> my I parents do. actually they don't read ebooks, and and God forbid if they could not buy my books. So um, so they are my biggest paperback supporters. I think. Yeah. Well, I think it's nice to have the have the mix. I think definitely. Do you yeah. think you'll do audio later on? I would love to one day. Um, I don't think I could do it myself though. With like accents and stuff and just you need a little more equipment to do a proper recording um and paying off someone to do an e- uh, audiobook is way out of my league right now yeah, it, is, it is a lot i think uh, the it google, it's the, too google bad, though, the, the ai it, thing's worth looking at i yeah, think it's yeah. a big market it really yeah. is yeah it's the biggest growing market at the moment yeah yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm kind of. I've, I've kind of read. I've done one of my children's books, um, and I've. I've kind of read that. I haven't published it. I've done anything with it. I've actually done it. The darn thing. And now it's just sat on the computer. It's on this computer, in fact. And have I actually got around to finishing it and loading it up? No, I haven't. For some reason, life just gets in the way. Trouble with me is I've always got a lot of balls in the air, you know. So I'm trying to do this and do that. And yeah, I think that's the problem with it. I'm, I'm always um very uh. You know, I always feel I want to do too many things and I'm always jumping into the next thing. Do you find that with your creativity? Do you do you have lots of things on the go at once? Or, yeah. or are you or are you a one thing, finish it and no. do the next thing? No. I I am currently trying to kind of tunnel vision my the last book of my trilogy because I really want I really want to finish it. Um I own it to the characters and I own it to the people who have read. Um, the yeah. first and I'm reading the second book so I really I would love to finish this one now and like get it out and um, also to prove for myself that I could actually <laughs> write this whole um, it's been with me for quite a while and um, means a lot to me so so currently I'm trying to kind of tunnel vision and not go into my side projects but I am plotting the follow-up book for Heir to the Sun and I have a full draft written for a book that I also really would love to get into editing soon. Um, and then I, I, as a side thing, I write a few sto- short stories once in a while because it kind of keeps, it's easier sometimes for me to go into a shorter story and just be able to kind of finish it within a few days than sit and write on the novel that's going to be pages and pages long um where you need that long coherent story and if if i don't have the time to kind of get into the to the writing mood um i can find myself being very unproductive and then i get very annoyed i know what you mean yeah kind of how how much time do you need do you say do you would you say if somebody somebody asked me this once the other day if they said okay so you you know if you have the a bit of writing time what's the least amount that you could actually get anything done in um, I mean, I often actually get really productive when I am in public transit, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. which is sometimes 15 minutes and I will write a couple hundred words. Yeah. Um, so it can be somewhere in between that. But when I sit at home and write, I've, I like to get an hour at least to just yeah. really sit and focus and, and kind of get into the mood. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm like three a, a hours. If I've got, got a three hour gap. That that works really well for me. If, if so, you know, my husband's popping off, he's going off to run an errand or something, you know, or you know, the house is empty. If I've got, if I know I've got three hours, I feel I can do something with that. I'm not very good on 
here's 10 minutes, here's 15, like you say, you can do something in 15. I, I'd just be faffing. <laughs> I'd yeah. just be on social media, basically. <laughs> that would be it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's very tricky. I think is, I can see your skull up here on the corner. <laughs> yeah, peeping, peeping over the... Yeah, very Bobby nice. Glass, who helps me study. Yeah. And it's yeah. a bit of an inspiration for my whole story, so it's perfect. How much more study have you got to do? Uh, a year and a half. So oh, oh, so you're that halfway not, through? Yeah. I'm almost halfway through, yeah. yeah. Uh, this, yeah. this December will be halfway through. So it's it's really short. It's very, feels very short and very condensed. So hopefully soon. Um, but, but yeah, it will be, it will be nice to get out to a, a job and that kind of stress instead of the study kind of stress. I'm in a yeah, well, I think studying, studying is hard, very hard, yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, a lot I of deadlines, a lot of grading all the time, and you know, constantly yeah. measured. So, and I think the trouble with it is you're 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 reading and you're on a computer and you're doing that, and then obviously you want to do the creativity with the writing, and then that's also on the computer. And actually, what you probably need is a break from the computer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And these last few days, I've I've been studying for an exam, and I'm sitting from eight to five, super super focused on on that. Uh, so. But I'm home and then, you know, at five, I could do something else. I could start writing and stuff, but I'm just, I'm so filled up in my head that it yeah. just it doesn't happen. I get yeah. so tired. Yeah, that's the trouble. You've got to have the headspace. And the, so yeah, clear, I'm, clear I can't force writing. I've been trying this month actually to do these little challenges for myself, like write X amount of words per day or something, just to kind of get into a, a system or like a, a habit of, of writing more or less every day and see how it doesn't go very very well but I have been writing <laughs> yeah I I find it did you, have you ever tried that thing when they do the morning pages where you get up in the morning and you just write whatever's in your head have you tried, I tried, tried that? to get up in the morning and write before work yeah. um the problem is I'm not a morning person but yeah I actually usually am good at getting up and then I have like until nine I can write and at nine I have to start studying um but but the last few days it's just I, I'm too much behind that. what's what's oh. what's your time off look like yes I really love just being outside I am a I'm a nature person um I live in an area with a lot of forest um so currently I'm trying to do the healthy thing of running and stuff as well, but mostly I walk, I do long yeah. walks in the forest um, or I'm outside in my garden and stuff like that. That really disconnects my mind um, completely. I can zone out and just be with, be outside and listen to the noises and touch some dirt. <laughs> yeah. um, that yeah, is, and I think I think it's very good then, for your creativity. I think sometimes you just need to actually just give your mind a rest from everything. And it's surprising when you come back to it how what a difference that makes to what you can actually get done. What would you say are your what's influenced your writing? What do you think influences you? I mean, inspiration wise, it's definitely also nature. Um mm -hmm. the Palace of Wind series is is very nature oriented. Um most of it happens like out in the mountains as well. Um, lots of hiking. As I started university at age 20 or something and in high school, I actually didn't read a whole lot. Um, it's just very sad. <laughs> so there, I feel like there's a big gap of authors that I just never read. And it kind of came back to me later. 
of childhood books. Um, I read The Golden Compass. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Well, Philip, Philip Pullman um, stuff. Yeah. Pullman, yeah. That was, I think, one of my first true personal experiences with the fantasy world and what it could do. Um, and it was very gripping for me, that whole world with the animal companions. And like, I was so mm. into it. Um, Harry Potter was a big part of my teens, um, yeah. for sure. Uh, it's been a while since I read them, but they they came out with my year as I grew up. Did they? Um, How lovely! Yeah, they did. Yeah. So it it was just it. Yeah, it it was. Oh, a huge well, I was an adult reading them to my kids, and then yeah. and then as it went on, then they began to read them themselves as they got a bit older. But yeah, yeah. lovely, lovely stories. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, Lord of the Rings has also and the Lord been. of the Rings, of course. We yeah, all, we're all on that. Yeah, that goes yeah. without saying, really. Yeah. Do you so always write in English? Do you always write in English, yes. Karen? And, and 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 how many languages do you speak? I'm guessing Swedish. Three-ish. Three-ish, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. Well, I do speak Swedish, but it's it's uh, it's interesting. But Danish and English, um, and then I am learning Swedish as I study in Swedish. I kind yeah. of have to know it um unfortunately um yeah. so you could, agree, you could but bring, i write would you bring your books in out in the other languages i have been wanting to write in danish because i find it a very poetic language actually yeah. um as i have now written a lot in english there are just there's some turns of phrases and some way you can ex- like describe things that you can only kind of do in the danish language it's an extremely poetic language um, so I do want to write uh, at some point, either translate or do some short stories in Danish or something, write for more of a Danish market. But Denmark is only six-ish million people, and it's not that that big of a fantasy community. There are quite a few fantasy writers and readers, but you really narrow down who can read your book if you write it in Danish. Yeah, um, well, the thing is, a lot, so many people across the world speak speak English, even though it's a very yeah. flat language, I think, you know, um, yeah. and, and we can't pronounce anything. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, but but that's the thing, isn't it? The, the English, most people do speak English. It's, it, is a, it is a good thing. How do you um, promote your books? Do you mostly do social media? Do you do Amazon ads? Mostly or? social media. I haven't paid for any promotion at this point, um, any ads or anything. So I'm um, using Twitter and Instagram once in a while on TikTok. It's not really my space to be, I think. Oh, you're on there, are you? I'm, I'm on TikTok. I'll, um... Yeah, I, I am there sometimes. I actually posted today, I think. Um, Did you? Oh, well, I'll find, yeah, I'll find I'm not, you. Know. I'm not personally very good at watching videos, so I like making videos, but I don't watch them a whole lot, like YouTube and stuff like that. So it's just kind of odd for me to, like, promote it on a video platform when I don't really actually enjoy using the platform myself. Yeah, yeah. I, I found TikTok, I quite like it. Um, mm. And I've only been on it a couple of weeks, I suppose, a couple of months, I suppose now. Where are we now? June, July, August, two months, two months and a bit. And and I, I came onto it because I went to an indie author conference and everybody said, oh, you need to get on this. Anyway, so I kind of went in there. And uh, I, I've actually really liked it. And I think possibly because I had to start, I felt I'd want to start the podcast. And I've had this going for a couple of months now. And this has been, you know, you kind of got to jump in and get on with it. And and mm. having done this, I kind of thought, oh, well, if I can do this, I can do a 
30 second video and say here's my book buy it you know because it's kind of you know once you've done one scary thing it becomes less of a, you know the, the tiktok doesn't seem nearly so much trouble as this is you know not that this is trouble but you know what i mean when i first started you can hear how terrified i sound now you know a couple of months in i'm i'm comfortable in the space and and the tiktok's the same i think just the more you do it the, the less you'll feel panicked about it and i yeah. think it i think it does help the book sales i really do i think i think there's yeah. a huge market there and there's it's yeah. it's easier to kind of get out to, to strangers in that sense, whereas other social media platforms do feel, for me at least, feel more like I I tweet to my my Twitter group. Um, yeah. Or it feels more in that sense that on Twitter, it's it's my it's my friends, it's my writer friends and author friends mm-hmm. who don't necessarily want to read or write or, or buy my book. Um, so it is definitely a... a gateway into i think there's more readers on tiktok to be honest there's more people that are actively reading and saying i've read this and it was good you know i mean they also and a different demographic as well Um, exactly yes yeah getting you like getting kind of an older yeah yeah absolutely whereas i've brought the demographic change the demographic because i'm on twitter on on tiktok and i'm obviously quite old so <laughs> i'm like you know so so you can do it you could do it you know because that was the thing i thought oh it's a platform for really young people and there are mm. some young ones on there but i think once you get into the book top book space place yeah. you can find that there's a lot of people and you can you know you can find people that like reading the sort of books that you're selling and you know it it is it is a good thing and i think you don't have to worry too much about um doing anything too perfectly and i think you can oh no you, my, always my, have, you don't have to get your face in front of it you, you know i just do quite a lot of just showing the book sometimes yeah, you know if i'm yeah. just feeling a bit well you know yeah so 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 I, what i'm saying is have a have a go and i think you'd be surprised you get it get it cracking a bit more yeah. So yeah, it's, it's also worth... just it's time consuming. That's like I think for me in a lot of my writing stuff right now is everything is so time consuming. Like the writing is the marketing yeah. is yeah, the marketing is very time consuming. And... Yeah. I find with the with the TikTok, um what I tend to do is I earmark a bit of time in the week. I mean obviously I'm a full time writer, so I've got more time than you. But what I do is I earmark a bit of time in the week that I'm going to do some TikTok things mm-hmm. and I and I think right I'm going to have just a couple of hours here and then I just do several videos of like book things tiddly thing the thing a little bit of talking what I call a talking head you know where I'm talking about the thing and, and I just save them all into drafts and then I've got like a little block of them that I can use for the week and then in the morning yeah. I can just peel them off put the hashtags on might, might write a little thing or I might do them all so they're all ready just to publish and that's quite a good way of doing it you can kind of get your and you can do it on the morning when you've washed your hair and you've got your lippy on and you put your eyebrows <laughs> on. And, do you know what I mean? You put your put your pretty blouse on and then you're kind of in the mode, you know. Yeah. And you can you yeah. can just do do all that and then save anything that you like when you're in the platform. So any bit of music that you think, oh, that's a good bit, I could use that, or some little effect that somebody's used. You just save all that mm. in, in the thing, and then you've kind of got a little a little thing. But that's the way I do it. So I'm not mucking about with it through the day. I'm just sticking on stuff that i've made ready and you can reuse it as well yeah definitely yeah. because yeah <laughs> but yeah but but the but the old um you know the marketing is always a it's forever you know it's yeah. it's the thorn in I mean, but it's also I, 
part of it I think is really fun. The, what frustrates me with it at the moment is that I don't feel like, you know, I actually have the time to do it. So it also becomes kind of half made of what I actually would probably want to do um, if I had, or maybe if I was just better at actually, you know, spending my time wisely. Um, so it, it, it's this like kind of a limbo in between not having enough time to do it properly and then not doing it because perfectionist that wants it done better. Um, yeah. I, I think don't overthink it, just do it. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Try, try, and, try and just get, get in there and go, oh, here I am, I'm Karen, and I've written this. <laughs> it's great, read it, off you go, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... it's, it's, it's how, how did you find it to um, title your books? Do you come up with the title first, or do you write the stuff and then muck about with the titles afterwards? hard <laughs> it is hard i i can it never is. decide what anything's called until so I finished it. air to the sun went back and forth with a lot of titles um and it was actually with the help of my editor we narrowed down which title worked best um, i had several that i wasn't sure i i needed the opinion of of what the the vibe of the story what fitted best for for what it was um so that one was actually really hard um and then the Palace of Winds, the, the, it's the trilogy and it's Winds of Destruction, Winds of Desolation and Winds of Determination are the three titles. And they have been developed with the story because it, the three books are, they have their theme of destruction, desolation and determination. Um, so that one came immediately uh, with the idea for the whole story. Um, that was never really a problem. Um, a lot of other small drafts and ideas I have, I've had an easier time with it because it does kind of come with the idea and the theme that I want to write about. And then that kind of gets stuck with me, whatever first title I, I think of. Do you think you'll always write fiction or do you think you'll do some nonfiction now you've done all this study? I have done nonfiction, and I don't yeah. think I'll go back to that. No, uh, no, no more. I yeah. Then it should be more perhaps nonfiction than that was like self help or uh, that kind of nonfiction, but not not actually like something you need to read yeah. and have sources on. Yeah, or, yeah, no. yeah. Academic stuff. Yes, academic I know, stuff. I mean, yes, I have. That. I, I, I have for out. teaching. <laughs> yeah, I have for teaching. I've written academic stuff. Well, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I have right. published actually nonfiction articles and stuff yeah. in my academic career. So yeah. I, well, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good to have a you know wide range of things that we can do. It's all good. Yeah. And also, you know, sometimes magazine articles, I do a few of those. And obviously that's not fiction. Um, although sometimes I do write a short story. Um, but yeah, it is quite nice to have that in your arsenal, I think. Right. Well, Karen, it's been great to talk to you about all your stuff. Where can people find you and all your stuff online? Well, they can find it um, Amazon. Um, <laughs> on my webpage, I have a link for, for everything. Um, Lovely. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for having me. It was great. It's great to talk yeah. to Karen about her creativity and always nice to talk to another fantasy writer. And, of course, it is always interesting, I think, to meet people that are brave enough that have they've changed their career or changed their jobs and changed their world around in order to write and I think that's a really brave thing to do
So well done, Karen. Wish you best of luck with all your stuff. Check her out, all the notes in the show notes as usual. Okay, so next week I have a thriller writer. Uh, Dominic Piper and I will be talking about writing protagonists with intriguing backstories. And he's a really interesting and erudite fellow. So come along to uh, podcast number 18, where you'll be meeting Dominic Piper. In the meantime, this has been the Words and Pictures podcast, and I'm DJ Bowman Smith. You can find me on www.djbowmansmith.com. Or if you want children's books, you can find me at www.tigermolly.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye bye.